This past Tuesday, I sat in on the rehearsal for confirmation. These 27 teenagers have been studying their faith and gaining a greater understanding of what it means to be an authentic Christian since the time of having received their first Holy Communion some years ago. The hour they've been preparing for arrived yesterday. Having received the Sacrament of Confirmation, they are now fully initiated into the Catholic Church, praise God. The following day, after the morning Mass, I met with a friend I have known for many years. This July, he will be ordained to the permanent diaconate, God willing. He has been studying, praying, and preparing for the Sacrament of Holy Orders for the past five years. He is already formed as a deacon, but not fully yet. His hour has not yet arrived. Later that afternoon, I met with a young man and woman who are planning to get married at the end of this year. For the last four years, they have been developing their relationship and now are preparing to become husband and wife in the sacrament of holy matrimony. They are already a committed couple for life, but not yet. Their hour is several months away. It has not yet arrived. What do all our faith-filled Catholics have in common? All of them have embarked on a journey for the purpose of arriving at a specific hour, for the purpose of arriving at a special day of great significance and importance. For their own sake? No. Then for whose? For God's sake for the sake of the kingdom. We just celebrated the ascension of the Lord this past Thursday, the 40 days since the resurrection when Jesus explains to all his followers the purpose of his life, about the hour for which he waited to give his life fully on the cross. And Jesus' entire life was dedicated to the teaching and to the healing and to the saving of all souls. For his sake, No, for the sake of his heavenly Father, and most of all, for our sake. At the end of Jesus' earthly life, when Jesus had finished all that he was sent to do, he looks heavenward and says, Father, the hour has come. That special day of significant importance is now here. And for Jesus to reach this hour, he didn't just study the faith, he lived it. Jesus didn't just prepare for three years, four years, or five years. He prepared for his entire life. Jesus didn't receive the sacraments. He became them. He became a sacrament of love for you and for me. And he poured out that love with every drop of his blood and his dying breath. Having reached this moment, this hour in salvation history, The power of sin and death is vanquished. The ruler of this world has been conquered. The time of preparation is over. The time of fulfillment is here. But what does it mean to say that God's plan of salvation has been fulfilled? If it's been fulfilled, why is there still temptation and sin? Why do we still experience death if Jesus has given us new life by his death? What does it mean to say that we are already saved, but not yet? This is what the church means. 
Jesus has certainly defeated sin and death and has opened the gates of heaven to new life. Jesus did his part. That's the already. And now we have to do our part. That's the not yet. The passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus is a one-time event that you and I continue to live out each day. We are the ones who have been saved already, but have not yet experienced the fullness of that salvation. We have already been transformed into Christ through baptism, through Holy Communion, through Confirmation, and through the other sacraments according to our state of life. But this transformation is not yet complete. There is real tension to the already but not yet. This tension becomes evident every time we take two steps forward in the spiritual life, followed by one step back. Some of the ways in which we step back is when we are impatient, when we are uncharitable, when we are self-centered, self-absorbed, and unforgiving. It is then when we feel that nagging sensation. We know we must change and move in a positive direction. This is because we are always in need of conversion of heart. The sacraments provide this opportunity to change and to grow in the spiritual life. The sacraments are vehicles of grace to help take us where we want to go. And vehicles are only useful, useful if we get in and use them. And with every journey in life, it's always new and exciting when we first begin. This is true on the day someone is baptized, the day someone receives First Holy Communion, the day someone is confirmed, the day a couple is wedded, the day a person enters religious life, and so on. That first day of the journey is always fresh, new, and exciting. Then comes day two, and then the next day after that. And that's when the real work begins the work of living out the life of grace that we receive in all the sacraments. We must fight against the temptation of letting our sacramental life become routine, stale, and old habit. We must renew our commitment of love that the sacraments so generously provide each and every day. Priests are told to celebrate every Mass as if it were their first Mass and as if it were their last. I think this is good advice for each of us who desire to live a lively and fruitful sacramental life in the church. For those who are married, treat each day of your marriage as if it were your first day and as if it were your last. For those in religious life, treat every day as if it were your first day and as if it were your last. When we approach the sacraments that can be repeated, Approach every sacrament as if it were the first time and as if it were the last time. We neither know the day nor the hour that our life's work will become complete. We are in the time of the already but not yet. And when our hour does arrive, let us pray that God will find us prepared to receive the fullness of life that is reserved for all those who love him. For it is love of him that you and I are here in the first place.